The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Today, we're going to be taking a look at, we're really going to be talking today about decision-making. And decision-making is when we look at our ability to really drive really two areas that we've been talking about, that confidence and courage. So when we take a look at confidence and courage, one of the things I want you to realize is that really when we get to the point that, that, that in our role as FORs, we're, we really have to have the ability to have other individuals make decisions. And, and it's really important that, you know, in your mind that decision makers are the ones that help others make decisions. If you're indecisive, if you're a think it over kind of person, if you're the kind of individual that walks in and sees what you want to buy and then you say to yourself, you know what, let me think about this, or you can't pull the trigger, you're going to be prone to that when you're out in the real world. So I want you to realize that this is one of those scenarios that you get what you give and you get what you who you are. So being a better decision maker is really critical in your ability to grow your practice to grow your relationships with your clients, and to really bring in more business. So we're going to spend some time really talking about decision-making. So again, decision-makers are the only ones that can have others make decisions. There's always a plan in place. There's always a plan in place. And whoever has the stronger plan will always win. And if you don't have a plan, by pure default, you're going to be part of someone else's. So Let's talk and talk through this journey of what decision-making is and what it can do for you. So as we start to go through this, one of the things it does is it allows you to increase your self-esteem and allows you to have the ability to say yes and say no and, and have the capacity to own your own shadow. And you're going to hear me say that quite a bit today. It's also really breaks paralysis. And, and if some of you have heard it in the past, it's called the five-second rule. Five-second rule is crazy where part of your brain will say, you know what, I should go for a walk right now. Or, my gosh, I just ate a ton over the holidays. You know, I need to exercise. I need to make that phone call. We have ideas of what to do, and then it's unbelievable that our brain will convince us not to do it within five seconds. So one of the things we want to have the capacity to do is break paralysis. And, And paralysis is broken by taking action. So on your notes, you never can think through paralysis. Action breaks paralysis. And then once you get moving, and we've talked about this in the past, right, a non-successful mindset will ponder and wait. A successful mindset is someone who takes action right away, and they understand that sitting there and having quicksand around us around a decision is not going to help. So being decisive, having the ability to pull the trigger, and really owning more of yourself in each decision that you make. Because every decision is going to give you insights and in how to be a better decision maker next time. So let's take the journey today and take a look at this thing called decision making. And I'm going to spend more time in certain areas and less time in, in others as we go through these really 12 steps that I'm going to share with you. Now, yes, it seems like it's pretty logical in terms of the order that they're in, but we're going to spend some time talking about each of these, maybe to help you in in your mindset and how to become a better decision maker. As we start to go through this, again, you have the handouts that that came with the, that are inside there, your tools, so you can have these. These are areas that when you look at it, 
as I start to talk, you're obviously more than welcome to take some notes here if you want to. But as we talk, one of the things you may want to look at is these two boxes here, which is, are you really in control of that area, or is that something you may want to take a look at if areas for improvement? And areas for improvement is just really looking at yourself from a stoic standpoint, saying, hey, where can I improve in? Where can I get a little better at? And it, it may not be a complete overhaul, but having the ability to learn just a, a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here, you start to add those together as those small inches become feet, those feet become yards, those yards become significant. So let's take the journey today and let's go through these 12 steps on how to really become a better decision maker and improve your ability to go from mind, which is concept, to action, to actually learning. So let's take the journey together. The first one we're going to talk about today is really know the big picture. And what I mean by the big picture is, is you really have to understand what motivates you. You have to understand why and what you're trying to accomplish. Historically, knowing the big picture sometimes is taking a look at your areas of your life. It could be business. It could be your financials. It could be health. It could be spiritual, you know, family issues and, and, and other things. But looking at all those different areas and asking yourself, what do I want to accomplish? And start to understand what the big picture is. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a piece here about the big picture that I want to share with you. I'm not talking about um, what I would hope to have. This is what I'm planning to have, and it's a very different, right? Hoping and dreaming is nice. That's the stuff that you think about when you're driving home. But what we're talking about is what's the big picture of where you want to be? What's the big picture of who you want to be? What's the big picture of what type of lifestyle do you want to have? And what type of clients do you want to be helping? So the big picture is understanding where you're going, because there's going to be plenty of times you're going to get knocked down. There's going to be plenty of times that you're going to find yourself on the ground and needing to be picked back up again. And that big picture is a massive magnetic draw to you that keeps you moving forward. So when we look at the big picture, that's also why if you look at horses and those that do you know, some significant running and racehorses, they have blinders on. They're not looking to the left, not looking to the right. They understand where they're going. And it's really creating some tunnel vision if you understand the big picture. And that big picture, you may not know how we're going to get there, but that big picture should be the thing that really draws you in your gut on the desire in to take the action, to do the things that are going to be uncomfortable that have to get done. So really spend some time on what the big picture is. Now, as you look at the big picture, listen, we've got to turn around and convert it to goals, right? So once you understand your goals, you know, one the, and these are some statistics that, you may want to write down, and, and, and they're just, they haven't changed much, and it's a poll that, uh, that they've done. So here's some numbers. 80% of the people walking planet Earth have no concept of goals. They go to work, they come home, they play with the kids, walk the dog, have dinner, watch Netflix, and repeat the next day. Okay? Now, roughly about 16%, a little less than 16%, kind of have an idea a little bit of what they may want to have in life. Like, wouldn't it be nice? Hey, I wonder if. But then we have less than 4% actually write their goals down. The scary thing is less than 1%, less than 1% write their goals. They have a plan. They share it with people because the more you share, the more accountability there is. You share it with others, and you got to make sure you have like-minded people around you, especially on your quest to walk up that mountain, because there's going to be plenty of times you're going to get stuck and get hurt. 
You don't want someone next to you saying, you know what, you're crazy, stop climbing. You want someone next to you saying, hey, you're going to hit setbacks, let's keep going. So when you have your goals and you take a look at that, that 1%, that 1% out-earn the other 80% nine times in a life, nine times in a lifetime. So setting goals is critical because you got to have the understanding of, when I set a goal, I'm going to have to take risks. When I set a goal, I'm going to have successes and lessons. But you have to understand what you're shooting for. Now, your goals really are two areas to make sure you have it in your notes. Goals aren't just results. Goals are also the behavioral goals that you have to get to get to the results. So a goal could be is I need to have five referrals this week. You know what? A goal could also be is, you know, don't panic and literally sweat through a suit when it's time to ask for one referral. So sometimes your goals are micro and sometimes they're big picture, but you got to have goals and you got to have long-term, short-term and daily goals. Okay. Now with that, your goals are where we're going. The key here is how we're going to get there. And that's really developing your plan. Now, the key thing about developing your plan is that as you start to put your plan together, your plan should be result-based and your plan needs to be behavior-based, leading and lagging indicators. Your behaviors will always get the results. If you're just going to turn around and tell me that you need to have five you know, first appointments from referrals, okay, that's fine, but how many times do you need to ask? How many dials do you need to make? What's the behavior you have to get to get the results? So developing your plan is how you see yourself going to the grocery store, how you see yourself actually taking what actions to get to where you want to go. So developing a plan is how you're going to accomplish your goals. And those are plans are done again on your notes. You should have a plan that's broken down where you have benchmarks for your year, benchmark for nine months, six months, three months, and then every month you have benchmarks of what you need to accomplish. And in those side, that month is every week, and then every week is every day. So that when you jump out of bed and you put your feet on the floor, you should have a clear idea of what do I have to do today to get to my weekly nut, to get to my monthly, to get to my quarterly, to get to my annual. So the plans are really important. And I'm going to talk about something called IPDE in a couple of seconds. But your plan is, is important. Now, as you start to create your plan, and by the way, never is your first plan always the best, right? So you got to write down a plan. And then after you write down the plan, you got to sit back and ask yourself is, okay, what are the risks here? What are my options? Is the only way to grow my business by doing referrals? Is the only way to grow my business by my natural market? Is the only way I can grow my business is through networking? So taking a look at maybe just how you're going to go to market, which is understanding what other paths there are, what other options do you have? Now, with those options, you have to understand the risks. So when you start to take a look at the time, energy, and effort that you have to put into this plan, is this the best plan? And a lot of times, if you actually go ask other individuals, people who have traveled this road before, they may turn around and say, hey, Alex, I love your idea, but you may want to think about doing this and this in addition to what you're doing right now because they have experience and they can help you understand, hey, as you start to look at your options, here may be some different ones that maybe you haven't seen. So now options are things that on how you can get to the end result. So, for instance, I was just talking with someone a couple of minutes ago, and they're not great at shaking the trees. 
So one of his options was, well, maybe I should start buying practices instead of overcoming his fear of prospecting, right? It's an option. So a lot of times when you put down a lot of different ways, different ways to get to where you want to go, you need to start understanding the risks with each of those and your own personal buy-in to those. Some, some options are great and some are not, but you got to have options. So understanding what are the things that you can do to get to where you want to go. Now, realize we're talking about sales right now, but you can put this entire process into anything that you do. So if some of you over New Year's are going to create a, uh, hey, I'm going to do this as a, my New Year resolution, same process. If some of you want to have better relationships, same process. Some of you want to lose weight or gain weight or gain muscle or lose whatever, same process. Some of you want to be better at certain, same process. So it doesn't change much. So when you have your options, you lay them all out and you ask yourself, okay, Where's my risk tolerance in each of these areas? So what you're really trying to do with your options, not necessarily pick the best one, but get rid of the ones that don't work. So this is more of a deselection process. Now, realize when you do goal setting, it's an emotional process. Goals are things that your inner child should be excited about, not your child ego state. When you start to get the goals, that's where I want to go and how I want to get there and set my goals and here's my plan. And that's all the little child inside you. That's the stuff that gets you excited. That's the stuff that gets you up at night and keeps you motivated. But we also have to let the adult play. And what I mean by that is, is that once you understand what you want and what you're going to plan to get, you got to have that, that adult personality inside your brain. Look at it and say, okay, let this thing sink in right now. Let me actually take a deep breath, walk away from this thing, and come back and really look at my plan, my process, and my fears along with it. Because sometimes when we do goal setting, we use words like, make sense, I'll try. I'll give it my best shot. Let's see what happens. That's not goal setting, team. That's hoping. It's a big difference. Okay? We're trying to improve your decision making. So you remember, your goals are that little person inside of you that wants to get better and wants to run hard. And I want, I want this. I want that. That's a child ego state. Your adult ego state is the one that says, are you sure about this? Did you really look at it from all the different angles? Are you going to do what this thing says? You said that last year. What's going to be different this year? So your adult is really where you start to get away from the emotional process of it and actually look at it from a more stoic process. And that gives you the availability of really having some serious checkpoints. And for some of us, the letting it sink in is also bouncing off of somebody else. Okay, that's also very helpful. Now, once you say to yourself, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer here. This is getting good stuff. I'm buying into this. Now is a time that we really start to have to peel back the onion. So now when we look at this, and then if you have your your uh, your notes. We're really on number six right now, right? So we've done the first five, which is know what you want and put a plan together uh, with your goals. Once you have the goals down, understand the risks that you may have to take. And some of those risks are failing. Some of those risks are embarrassment. Some of those risks are going to be trying and, and you may not succeed, right? So, but, but you're going to have lessons. So when you have that all done, let all that sink in and say, okay, is this really where I'm going to go? Is this really the path I want to take? Now, remember, I don't want you to use words like, I hope, I wonder, I'll try, 
not part of goal setting. That's not part of decision making. And it's really about evaluating the risk. And when we evaluate the risk, one of the things we have to do is, is making sure, and you've heard me talk in the past about risk taking, it's one of my favorite topics and failure is one of my favorite topics, but you have to look at this thing and say, can I live with the worst case scenario? Don't aim just for the best case. You gotta ask yourself, can I live with worst case? Because on this path, you're going to have failures. On this path, you're going to not hit every single marker that you have. So if you don't hit certain markers, are you okay with that? You, know, you have to have the ability not to risk more than you're willing to lose. That's called sacrificing. So you've got to take a look at the risk uh, evaluation. Now, don't get fear involved in this, right? So fear is, is when you say to yourself, that scares the heck out of me. It's supposed to scare you, right? Getting outside your comfort zone is getting outside of your comfort zone. So if you want to grow as a human, if you want to grow as a producer, if you want to grow as a business owner, there should be lots of times that you're really nervous, right? And you have some uncomfortability. But remember, you bought into this. So when you evaluate your risks, really take a look at from where you sit, if I'm going to be doing this, and it says I have to make this amount of phone calls hypothetically, and I'm a, uh, you know, hypothetically, if you're a three to one, I got to do a dial the phone three times to get one in your mind. Are you ready for that? Can you handle the worst case scenario? So do not pass by looking at the risk. This is really important. And, and I find this one to be one of the most important ones because of the next one that we're going to talk about. So when you look at your risk and you evaluate your risk, remember, there's emotional risk, there's financial risk, there's, there's going to be um, uh, time issues that you have, and a lot of it's emotional risking, right? So, and if you're pairing with somebody else where you're doing some ensembles or you're part of a team, there's other risks that get involved in it. But you got to evaluate those and make sure that you let it sink in and make sure you're committed to it, which then brings me to the next one. And this is a total commitment. And this is something you may want to write down in your notes is this. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to reach your objective? Just write it down. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Now, of course, I mean legally, morally, and ethically. All right. I mean, let's just let's be straight here. Uh, I never want anyone to be immoral and ethical. It's just it's awful. But you have to ask yourself, are you fully committed to this thing? And you don't ask it after you start the plan. You have to ask it before you start the plan. And this is vital. You have to ask yourself, am I going to use excuses? Am I going to bring up the same reasons why I couldn't do something last time? Excuses erode your decision-making more than anything else. So you got to make sure that as you put this plan together and you look at the behaviors and the actions that you need to do, look at it and say, hey, am I in this thing? Am I going to do this? That's why you got to let it sink in. And you got to look at all the risks. And then you have to look at it and say, is this a go? And again, no tries. I'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. It's already setting yourself up for failure. It's already setting yourself up to expect and or uh, accept anything but your success. So ask yourself again, am I willing to do whatever it takes to achieve my objectives legally, morally, and ethically? So big, big question. This is where I spend most of my time in a coaching standpoint driving this. 
and looking at it from different angles and saying, okay, well, what happens if this is her? You sure you're still in? Yep. Well, last time you, you said you didn't want to do that because of. So you have to look at your own roadblocks. You have to look at the things that this year held you back from accomplishing your goals. And you all have them. I know you do. We all do. So some of it's, you know, blame time. Some of it is I don't have, and they're just excuses. So you got to get totally committed. So you have to take a look at what you used to do, throw it up the window, make sure you're in. The next piece here is more about timing. And timing is, is, is when should you pull the trigger um, and making sure that you're going to be, when you, you say to yourself, you're going to be totally committed is that you don't have to do everything at once. You have to realize, especially with goals, there's massive baby steps. So if some of you are afraid of rejection, for instance, well, not only do you have to get better at your behavior and being more consistent, but you also have to add into that your fear in working with your AB journals and the things we've talked about to increase your courage. So you don't expect immediate results when you put these things together. So checking your timing is making sure that your what we call the cookbook, which is your monthly and your, your, your weekly and your daily goals, are real. And you have good checkpoints, checkpoints of persistency, right? So making sure that you're on track. So checking your timing is really about, do I have the right path? Is it the right route? Am I ready for this? Am I going to do all this? And is this going to fit into my life? Is this going to fit into my current plan? So when you check your timing, we're kind of past a lot of stuff. So now it's time to act. And this is really important for whatever it's worth. So IPDE is identify what you want, put a plan together, make the decision you're going to do what the plan says. And the E is execution. Done. So if you look at your car, your front, front, your front windshield is twice as big, if, if not even bigger, than your rear. There is no sitting still. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. So if you have a plan, and in your mind, you're saying to yourself, okay, I got this. I'm into it. Now is the time. Then get going, right? So act decisiveness is hold true to your own self-esteem that I'm going to make the tough decisions. And I'm going to, because every time you make a decision, it adds more and more to your self-esteem, more and more courage. So act decisively. Now, this is one that we have to make sure that you realize. So after the fact, I call it owning your shadow. Owning your shadow means that, Every decision you make or you don't make have repercussions. Never, ever complain about your repercussions. The lot you have in your life is based on the decisions you've made. So you've got to own yourself. You've got to own your decisions. You've got to own your shadow. So stop blaming outside people. Stop blaming the economy. Stop blaming anybody. Okay? So if you hear nothing else about what I'm going to say to you today, this is the one to make sure you take with you. Right, So you make sure that, remember, every decision you make or you don't make has rippling effects. All that rippling effect is on you because that's the decision you made. So any of your outcomes that are part of those ripples, you can't pass the poop, right? You can't pass the buck. you got to own it. So taking responsibility for your actions, taking responsibility for your decisions, and taking responsibilities for the outcomes of your decisions are what make you successful. So Take a look at and own your failures. And don't blame other people. Really important. Now, this last piece is about timing. And, and timing is, is, is true. That's, it, is for, it, it, it is true. Timing is everything. 
But you went through this before with your, 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 your decisions in terms of your plan. Is it the right time? So when I talk about timing, it's just be patient with your growth. Some of you are going to have a roller coaster where you're going to go up and you're going to go down. Some of you are going to have staircases. Some of you are going to be a people mover. But you have to remember, time, energy, and effort is what makes change. Some of you will have less time. Some are going to take less energy. Some of you are going to take a lot more time and energy to get to where you want to be. So realize that timing, this is not a microwave. This is a long cook. And this is how you actually become better in what you do. So last piece is probably my favorite one, is have the courage to fail. Have the courage to fail. And, and, and for, for many of us, that's the cross that we have to bear, is that we still look at failure as a negative. We still look at failure means I'm a loser, right? We still look at failure as oh, it hurts. So no one likes to fail. It's not like I'm saying to you, hey, Tyler, go out there and fail 500 times, right? But look, man, if, if you're supposed to be setting appointments and, and you have to make phone calls and you have to, for instance, dial the phone nine times to get one appointment, I wouldn't say your goal should be one appointment. I, should, I want you to, your goal to be is go get me eight people who say no. Change your perception of what success is. So, so taking a look at having the courage to fail is what's going to give you the strength to win. If you're afraid of failure, you're going to live in the world of I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda, why didn't I? And that's not the place to be. And that's what we're trying to eliminate by being better decision makers. So the courage to fail, and I'll leave this with one liner. I love you if you want to write it down. Do you in your mind believe that you failed at something? Or do you believe you're a failure because? I'm a failure because I can't ask for referrals. Really? No, you just failed at asking for referrals. So make sure you change your mindset on where you are. And stop using things I can't, I don't, you know, I can't do that. Anytime you say I can, I won't, you got to use the word yet at the end. I can't do that yet, right? Have the courage to fail small. It'll build your self-esteem, then you can fail a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. Remember, you can't lose a piece of business you never had. So why are you afraid of losing business that you don't even have yet? Okay? So don't be afraid of the wrong stuff. And if nothing else you do in 2024 is have the ability to learn how to fail, you're on an elevator for the next rest of your life. So failure is one of the biggest, biggest holdbacks that people have to being successful. So having the ability to change this thing to a lesson. What's my lesson? It's going to be a big difference for you moving forward. So as we wrap up our session for today, one of the things, again, I want you to do is effective decision makers can help others make decisions. I want to say this real clear, and then I'll let everyone go. In the world of AI, having the ability to say, I, am, I help people educate them. I help them understand what they have. You're going to be out of business. AI and what's happening down and what's coming down the pipe is going to take the educational piece away from you or potentially not have it as a strong enough piece for you. I'm going to turn around and tell you that your gift, the thing that you can bring as a financial Sherpa to other people is helping them make the right decisions because most people want to kick it down the street. So having the confidence and courage of being a decision maker yourself will help you get others to make a decision. 
If you know something that needs to be done and you don't do it and you make excuses, you're going to accept that from people. If you know something needs to be done and you put a plan together and you make the hard decisions to get that plan to take action, you won't understand why others won't make decisions. So moving forward, as we start to get into next year, take a look at what you've done this year. Take a look at your growth. Ask yourself, what can I be better at? What do I have to do more of? What do I have to do different? What do I have to stop doing? And what do I have to start doing? Great five quadrants, the phenomenal five quadrants. Better, more, different, start, stop. Take a look at utilizing these 12 steps to help you become a much stronger decision maker. Remember, when you make this New Year's resolution, do not say, I hope, I'm going, I'm going to try. Whatever you decide to do, make sure you stick to it because you're going to find yourself having complete, really increasing your self-esteem, especially if the road is hard and you keep doing the right stuff even when it's hard. That builds your self-esteem incredible, builds your courage up, massive confidence. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 